I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Are you so excited? I am such excited. (laughs) I just feel like I wanted to say, like, this sounds terrible because this was our project and our idea. This is a good, good thing that we're doing, but I'm also like, ah, yeah, now we're getting to it. We're getting into the good stuff now. After two seasons, now we're getting to it. <laughs> now we're getting there. And now, like, the first and second didn't have, like, their merit of, like, things to examine and things to think about and things to, you know, closely examine. Of course they did, but they felt like a slog a bit. And this season's going to be a quick one. <laughs> oh, we were saying over and over again how much they were flooring it, and yet it did somehow seem to drag on. Yes. Um, I feel like we won't deal with that this season, though. So, no. Here we go. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, let's go. Season three, movie three, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That one. Mm-hmm. First, first note. Love this intro. Uh, okay. You didn't? You literally say, am I the only one that just hates this opening? <laughs> like, I love that entire Oh, are you serious? Really? There are so many things wrong here. Why? Um, I don't know, a year ago, he was given a warning because a hover charm was performed in that uh, house that wasn't even done by him. And yet here he is openly practicing magic under his bedsheet. But let's let's start off season three with just this note that it's a different director and all bets are off. <laughs> like we are going to do whatever the uh, fuck we want to do. I'm probably going to whine a lot. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here for all of it. So anyway, so I said I love this intro. The light is coming up and down from Harry's window. Um, I I, read, I had the subtitles on this time, and I've never noticed it said dog barks. I don't know why that was important, but also uh, then I thought, I'm like, oh, maybe they're actually like referencing already. There's a dog around. <clears throat> Serious. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, weird. I've just, I've never seen that. Um, we I've are never going... noticed it either, but it's very clever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I see what we're doing here. Uh, there's a lot of clever things actually already in this first 10 minutes that I've never noticed that I went, oh, shit. Okay. We, we did like pay attention to detail a bit. <laughs> I'm not going to say to the plot, but detail in this movie. So uh, we are going now through the WB logo to Four Privet Drive, where Harry is practicing Lumos Maxima, illegally, you're right, under his sheets. Um, a toilet flushes. I said, not sure I'd heard that before either. <laughs> That's how he knew. Didn't, didn't hear that either. I really I'm... didn't. I always thought it was like he heard a foot creak or something, so he dove under the covers. I've never seen until the subtitles. Toilet flushes. I'm like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. I really like how like plump Hedwig looks here. And Hedwig, I believe, is real in this one, <laughs> correct? See, so in the first clip that we see of her, I did not think that she was because she was like nearly round. She looked like a plushie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I thought what I did think was funny about this scene, I said, Harry does the mock sleeping that we've discussed before. When you dive under your covers or you pretend you're asleep as somebody's like checking in on you when we were kids, we did that same shit. I'm like, I'm asleep. Yeah, for sure. But I said, the fuck is his uncle doing slamming in and throwing the lights on? Right, as if that wouldn't wake him up. Yeah, and like, why do you care? Why do you care what he's doing? Like, fucking, he's sleeping, you should be sleeping, just, who cares? Um, Harry resumes practicing (laughs) once his rude-ass uncle leaves, and we see the book is for extreme incantations, as Harry casts the light a final time, and it erupts out of the window to then illuminate the title, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I wrote, whoa! (laughs) Can we just, like, pause and be like, He's not even following the diagrams in the book. No wonder it's not working for him. He's supposed to be like whipping his wand, yeah? Yeah. 
like, like a whip-like motion to very aggressively dumbass yeah <laughs> you piece Fucking of shit 13 year old idiot <laughs> uh as a I like i'm really coming for harry already it's fine i love him. you know everything's great kumbaya whatever Here like i go. said this is the season we're getting we're really getting into it like we before we kept saying shit like oh they're just children and it's a children's movie now it's like nah fuck it no you fucked up we're gonna say it sorry this uh -huh. is a no no holds barred season sorry uh, -huh. uh so as the light then recedes, the camera follows the light back to Harry's room, where I'm just noticing details of his room for the first time. I'd never noticed this shit. There's a filibuster's fireworks poster. Um, there's like oh, that's a, cute. I didn't see that. There's like these cute-ass details. There, and then to the left of that, there's a comic book page. And I do remember that um, in one of the books, they do reference that there's something like Wendell the Weird or so something of like about a muggle comic book. Oh, I don't remember anything about that. I'll have to research that for next week. I'll come back with maybe the right answer. <laughs> maybe. I always say that I'm going to research it. Never do. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's some comic book page. And then on the other side, there's like some odd artwork that looks like it's from, like, um, looks like it's Harry on a, on a broomstick. Like he did a picture of himself on a broomstick during a Quidditch game. And then like right next to that, there's like one of Hagrid. And it even says like Hagrid in weird letters. And then on the closet door, like I've noticed that before, there's a sketch of Hedwig, but it's like wonky eyed. <laughs> like one eye is way bigger than the other. So it's just all this like weird artwork that looks like a child did it, but Harry's 13. 13. So I'm like, why, why are these here? It was weird. Um, I said, the uncle flies in again, looking confused. I do kind of love that because now I kind of realize maybe he probably keeps seeing this light out his window and he feels nuts. <laughs> so he keeps flying in going, God damn it. But there's a light coming out. And then Harry does look very satisfied as he's going back to fake sleep. I'm like, hmm, kind of fun. So I'm proud of you. Proud. I said, the scene fades to black and we hear Opportunia yelling for Harry, Harry, to open the door. So by the way, why would they be ringing the doorbell? Yeah, this moment is weird. It's a, it's a way to bring us into the next scene, but nobody thought ahead of like, but Uncle Vernon lives there. Why? I guess she comes in before him. True. And it just maybe just to show her impatience that she just wants inside. So she starts ringing the goddamn doorbell. But I'm like, hey, or maybe the weird. door is locked. They do. But it didn't seem but it didn't seem locked when Harry opened it. I even paid attention to that to like see if he like undid a deadbolt. No, he just opens the door. Hmm. It's weird. Um, Marge barges in and shoves a wet umbrella to Harry while she and Ripper the dog make their way to the dining room. Um, how much Petunia detests this dog is great, though. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm on Petunia's side here. This is everything I dislike about dog owners. I Thank know I'm going to alienate some people here, but like... <laughs> I'm a dog owner. It's okay. There's, I, there's just this assumption among some dog owners. I won't assign it to all, but there's this assumption that anywhere they go, their dog can go. And anywhere they are invited, their dog is invited. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, I don't want your fucking dog in my living room. But did you ask? No. And if you had asked, what kind of a position does that actually put me in? Right. I, I look like that, a dick because I don't want your dog's hair on my fucking shit. Right. Yeah. The assumption should be that your dog is not fucking invited unless the invitation says, plus your dog. <laughs> no, I, I even have this in my living room when people come over. I have a lint roller. So like, yeah, if you want to pet my dog while they're here, that's fine. But then before you go back out into the world, go ahead and like lint roll my dog's hair off of your shit. Like, you don't have to walk around with dog hair. Like, you don't live here with these little assholes who have taken over my house. <laughs> like, it's a courtesy thing. Yeah. Um, 
So Harry asks his uncle to sign a school form, and he replies, if he behaves, Harry retorts, I will if she does. They have their tersal exchange, and Aunt Trunchbull <laughs> couldn't help it. Seriously. <laughs> she pretends Harry isn't there and talks to her brother about how he would have been dumped at an orphanage if he had been left on my doorstep. So there's that fan theory that's out there about the Dursleys and how, you know, perhaps they're only terrible to Harry and horrible people because they've been living with a Horcrux for 13 years. My counter argument to that is Marge. She is a prime example that they are just fucking garbage people. Ooh. She is awful to him, and she's not around a Horcrux all the time. She's around him maybe a couple of days out of the year, and she just treats him like the scum of the earth. Because she's as abusive, abusive as her brother. Yeah, absolutely. And prejudice. Well, even I wrote in this next part, I said, I said, pause. Why does Vernon look shocked by what she says? Like she said, he would have been drafted in an orphanage and he kind of has a shocked look or whatever. I'm like, he sucks too. Like Uncle Vernon sucks too. So he's thinking the yeah. same thing that his sister is. Why does he look shocked by what she says? Anyway, um, she hears Dudley laughing and goes to snuggle with him. And I said, and it's gross. <laughs> My and nephew poo. I don't need that. I didn't have any aunts or uncles treat me like that. That's creepy. Well, I was just going to say that they used that same kind of cinematography borrowed from the first two films where Harry is in the shot, but he's standing in the hallway outside of the room, basically, and Dudley is in the foreground in a photo. Oh, shit. This kind of idea of, like, he is always first. He is always in front of them. Dudley is always the important one here. Again, Harry doesn't belong. Yeah. Yeah. Harry doesn't belong here. Yeah. Ugh, even he's even told to take her suitcase upstairs we cut to the next scene everybody having dinner again like just get the fuck out of here harry yeah um, and he's basically serving at that point that's my exact note i said harry is once again the servant role of cleaning up after everybody i finally noticed for the first time too i'm like there's no place setting for harry at this table nope so where was he eating thank you i'm like what in the fucking punished abused hell hated it um trench marge <laughs> i can't get over it trench marge asks where he attends school and they have the convo about beating harry at school i said totally normal um but i am living for this house right now <laughs> living for the house every so moment of it is just such early 90s kitsch that i uh what a glorious time in home design <laughs> everything's like so like too fancy kind of like our yes. setting like everything's from kmart <laughs> but it's fancy <laughs> I, I, fancy line the martha stewart section maybe i don't know it's not the blue light special no, no, no. <laughs> not a blue light special in this house sale uh-uh no i loved it i don't know i just love this fucking house i loved everything about it um i said i have also never noticed in this scene either there are two tvs that dudley is watching yes I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that. There's one in the living room behind him. There's one across the table from him. And there's one in the little conservatory behind Marge. (gasps) (laughs) I was like, that is actually pretty great detail. That Dudley just has to be glued to a screen. Yeah. I I love that he's glued to the television through this whole scene. And that he like doesn't have any idea what's going on. Not a single fuck given. That's that's a a note I have in a bit too. I want to jump in on something that I that we went past anyway so oh do we okay what's your thing you want to go so when harry's doing his little servant thing she snaps at him (laughs) the finger she would snap at people like oh my god all my years in customer service nothing got under my skin like somebody 
fucking snapping their fingers to get my attention. Oh my That's god, so I will degrading. break your fingers off. Or the whistling, whistling at you. Yeah, I've no, had that. I'm not a dog. And I think I have snapped at people and said that before. I'm like, hi, not a dog. You can wait your fucking turn. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she would snap at people. Again, just an absolutely terrible person. To Correct. just speak freely and so horribly in front of another human that way. Yep. As if he's not there saying completely dis- disparaging and awful things. You're She's just a god-awful woman. And I think that that implies that Vernon is just inherently the same Terrible. Way. Yeah. They're just terrible people. Yeah. I, I don't ever buy the whole, Harry was a horcrux, so they were... No. Like, she was also a mother. Like, she could have at some point had some compassion for this kid, and she never did. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Um... So Marge Trenchpole continues to uh, have her diatribe against Harry's parents, causing Harry to start to lose his shit and make the lights flicker as he snaps. That's yeah. a lie. My dad was drunk. Why is there like, why is there wind and lights flickering? Like, oh. Is it just like a magic? I don't. I don't and we're that. we're gonna see that again in this chunk. We're gonna get there because I I, I had the feeling too of like we're really forcing instead of like. Instead of like the moment landing or the score doing the work, we're just gonna make lights flicker and wind happen. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, but I did say the reaction that everybody has when the glass shatters in Marge's hand is perfection. It did actually look like everybody was shocked that that happened. Yes, but I also <laughs> love that this burly ass woman was just really proud of her grip strength. Got <laughs> <laughs> kind of a very firm grip. I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit, you do. Okay. Uh, Dudley is the only one again nonplussed by this when the glass shatters. Uh, when she continues on saying it's about the mother after the snapping to come clean it up. Uh, when she continues saying it's about the mother, Harry fully loses it, loses it and throws down the towel filled with broken glass. Is it kind of irresponsible? But anyway, telling her to shut up. Again, Dudley giving no fucks, even as a small earthquake begins to rattle the kitchen with the lights flicker again. So no one's noticing these lights? No one? So, okay. I don't know that I ever noticed Vernon staring at Harry so aggressively through all of this he is trying like, to like kind of get him out of there because he's even going right. i know that this is like a danger zone you should get out yeah and so like i i feel like my focus has always been on the broken glass and on marge being a total twat but like i was able to back up and really look at vernon and he's giving harry this look like you need to go now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he tries he tries to get him out of there he even says i think you should go to bed <laughs> like he's 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 trying to avoid the situation because he knows what harry is capable of he can't pretend so um marge again begins to tell harry off and quickly stops when she releases her finger and swelling rapidly a gurgling noise is also happening yeah it sounds like maybe she's gonna vomit or fart (laughs) or shart possibly some diarrhea at this table something bad anyway uh her clothes do rip her necklace beads burst off of her and she begins to float upwards Vernon attempts to help, but Rippy Poo begins attacking his leg. <laughs> Only when the necklace fully explodes does Dudley actually acknowledge the horror of this bulging aunt in front of him. <laughs> okay, okay, I need to cut in. There's um, so much in this like little chunk here that I'm like, I it's a lot. Right, I do love the way that Marge inflates. I have, I take the slightest bit of issue in that like some of her seams rip and some of the rest of her clothes just kind of magically expand with her. Oh, okay. I think we it was for one way or the other for it's decency fine. to keep her right. clothed. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I mean, there's that. 
Um, I do feel like it's a little weird that Vernon looks a little more like, oh no, I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, that what face the fuck crunch. is going on? Yes, <laughs> like, it's like a face crunch of like, oh this, no, like, it's happening. Oh no, God. I'm like, are you gonna poop too? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> but like, realistically, none of them is really having an appropriate reaction to what's happening. No one. I paused. Right, I paused at one point, and Harry and Petunia are both just looking at her like, oh right. Like stone face, like zero reaction to the fact that this woman is inflating like a fucking balloon, and she's terrified. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, but then, like you said, Ripper comes through with an appropriate reaction. Like I'm just gonna bite some shit. <laughs> but you know what, Ripper, you had every right. Um, I said as she continues to rise up, a button flings off and nails Dudley, causing him to fall off of his chair. I'm like, that's a powerful fucking yes. button, right? The to make him. <laughs> The chaos that they build in this scene with the buttons flying and the cuckoo clock and like him being hit in the face with a button and then going down and then coming back up and being hit again. (laughs) It's just like, okay, all right. I I, I played into it. I'm there. I was kind of there for it. I'm like, yeah, this is some some crazy shit. Okay. So after Dudley is struck again by that button you're talking about, Petunia and Harry, like you said, are fully just standing back in the kitchen watching it all go down. Yeah, like, there's almost no reaction on either of their faces. No, they're like, okay, well, we'll just hang back here. Like, we'll just watch this happen. Lights um, and wind still happening. Like, what? Which I just, again, I took issue with that, too, of, like, okay, let's just say, for argument's sake, that Harry's summoning magic, cause the lights to flicker, and now this is the end result as she's bulging and leaving. We can be done with the lights flickering, then. Like, we can, we've, that, that we've, doesn't, we don't we've got it. That. We could, we could be done. Uh, I said Marge, Marge, Marge Trunchbull, Margebull? Call her Margebull. Uh, Margebull Balloon makes one last-ditch effort to hold on to the tablecloth, but inevitably floats up and out of number four Privet Drive, bouncing on the greenhouse conservatory ceiling <laughs> before she goes. Vernon finally gets out to his sister, only to begin to be lifted by her as well, followed by the dog, once again clamped onto Vernon's leg. The three are briefly airborne before Vernon, don't you dare! Sorry. I, <laughs> I the love that. Don't you dare. Because <laughs> the sister even was like, I know what you're going to fucking do. Don't you dare. <laughs> and we all have that. We all have that with our sibling where we can lock eyes and we know exactly what they're going to do next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. Don't you fucking do it. God damn it. <laughs> That's true. Um, he drops to the ground, leaving he and Petunia to wail and wave after her as she drifts away. I did love the camera work here, though. How the camera pans back to the damage done inside as Dudley resumes watching TV. <laughs> like, I just why is why does he stay on his knees to plead with her to please come back? Like it's so like I I don't I don't even have a description. I like this tableau that like you said that you you like pan back and you have the destruction and Dudley still like eating food off his bib and <laughs> Petunia standing next to. Vernon as he's on his knees with his arms up to the sky like why are you what I okay um remember we talked about Hagrid's kind of um pantomime the last movie the the shadow Hagrid in the when he was like oh no my pet at the point where Aragog was escaping and Tom Riddle was like right uh, confronting him it was very pantomimed like oh no that's how this felt was like an end of scene he's on his knees she's waving slowly come back (laughs) what I I know that obviously this is not a visual medium but I just acted that brilliantly you really did you can't see me he's a choreographer everybody yes yes if you didn't know (laughs) he's a dancer a dancer 
god yeah it's very like i said it's like a pantomime kind of ending of like end scene we are still wailing we are still waving we are eating off our bib and the tv show continues <laughs> like it's kind of great i don't know it's a, like a great end and the, the music winds down too. the like and just and we are concluding and marge has drifted off bye 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 marge very colorful and silly i like it i just I don't, I don't know why he's on his knees. I can't get past that. I don't know. I think that every time I watch it. Well, again, if you're actually concerned, get up and start hustling after her to see where she is floating. Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you, what, what is standing there screaming at the sky helping? <laughs> Local man screams at clouds. Points if you know where that's from. Um, <laughs> and if you're old like us, you do. Um, so we see Harry bound upstairs and slams the door to his room. He kicks his dresser in frustration and we zoom briefly onto a moving photo of his parents. I said, um, why though? You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a weird moment with the photo. I was like, okay, so I guess I'm like, what the fuck is he looking at it? I actually had to rewind. He does actually glance over to the photo and look at it. I'm like, hey, okay, right. I guess he's looking at the photo kind of like, fuck, if my parents were alive, I wouldn't be in this situation. Fine. I just felt like we zoomed in this photo for a bit too long. Yeah, like we all knew what it was already. And it was funny, I paused it at one point to take a note when I was watching it before we zoomed in on it. And you know, when you pause something on Prime, it like brings up the actors in the scene. And so I paused it and the actors playing Lily and James in that photo were credited on the screen. I was just like, oh, <laughs> good to know. Oh, that's sad. What'd you do this year? Well, I was in a Harry Potter movie. Oh my God, you were? Yeah, I was yeah, kind of mom. <laughs> For a whopping 25 seconds. I got paid $200. <laughs> 200 pounds. Sorry. 200 pounds. Wow. Yeah, that was rude. I'm sorry. Thank you for that, that correction. Was a, that was a mean thing to say. <laughs> that was rude. We don't okay. want to alienate our entire UK audience. <laughs> and if you are in the UK, apologies. Okay. So, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, this is getting off the rails. Okay. Yeah, I just said, I, I, I guess... I, I guess I get why he's looking at the photo. It just kind of felt odd. It felt like too long of a fucking glance. I don't know. It was. He tromps down the mm -hmm. stairs with his chest. It's a trunk, right? Yeah, trunk. Chest trunk. Whatever. Big. Um, he's confronted by Vernon to bring her back. Harry says she deserved what she got and whips out his wand. Petunia and Dudley right here assume the look of a hostage so quickly. <laughs> Did you notice that? She's like kind of backing him up like, oh, please don't. Don't harm us. I'm like, get the fuck? You guys raise this kid like you know he's not really going to hurt you like they, okay whatever it was a weird moment it is um, a weird moment i just said harry potter bounces oh what's his plan here like 13 years old and no money a trunk and an owl like yeah he has no plan i said and this is actually funny i never knew this part again thank you subtitles did you hear um <laughs> marjbull saying help would you help Yes, yes. I her have never away is so fucking hilarious. Noticed. I have always just like heard her kind of going. Ah, ah. I don't know if she was saying words. So when she says help, would you help? I'm like, that's actually low key terrifying. If you think about yes. it, if you are a human going, I'm floating away and I cannot get down and I don't know how to be helped except to keep screaming. Help, would you help? <laughs> like that I is love that for her. Actually awful, but yeah, she deserved it. Anyway, he keeps uh, tromping along with his trunk chest thing until he reaches the park that we do actually see again in movie five. So, yes. Um, right? I have to eat my words here for a moment. 
About? Because I just said um, he's leaving 13 years old, no money, a trunk, and an owl. Uh, where is Hedwig? <laughs> he oh. doesn't have her or her cage in this moment. Oh, I'm devastated by what you just said. Okay, no. In the book, he has her fly ahead somewhere. Yes? Uh... <gasps> Does he not? I thought he had her fly to somewhere to, and said, I'll meet you. Um, he tells... I think he tells Hedwig to leave because because marge, marge is coming, is coming oh she, he wants to behave so hedwig isn't there okay so hedwig is gone because okay. he had her get the door 30 years oh he put all his stuff away that's right okay he put all his gifts and stuff away under the floorboards and had her clear well, he was, off before he marge arrived study at night but then remember he said that I'll, I'll sign your form if you behave during aunt march's visit so he right. got rid of everything wizard-like I should mind your behavior, mind your at the end, I'll sign you ready for you, real different feel at the door. He went upstairs to his bedroom. If he was going to act like a real muggle, he better start now slowly. And sadly, he gathered up all of his presents and his birthday cards and hit them under the loose floorboard with his homework. Then he went to Hedwig's cage. Errol seemed to have recovered. He and Hedwig were both asleep, heads under their wings. He sighed and then poked them both awake. Hedwig, he said gloomily, you're going to have to clear off for a week. Go with Errol. Ron will look after you. I'll write him a note explaining. Don't there we like go. That. So Hedwig go. was not there, but her cage was. Okay. So he had to pull the cage with him. Yeah, but it's not in the movie, correct? He just has the correct. trunk. All right, mm -hmm. got it, got it, got it. All right, so Harry's uh, taken off. He's running away. Um, <laughs> he is tromping down to that park that I said, like, again, we see in movie five. I I didn't at first recognize it, and then I'll, I, I just kind of also went, oh, my God, that's right. The merry-go-round and the swings and stuff, but they're, like, kind of broken down. In movie it five? looks very different in movie five. If it is the same playground, the surrounding area is very diff different too. Because in movie five, it's like a fucking field with a playground in the That's middle. That's right. Whereas it's like out on its like own. Shrubbery and benches and shit. So it might actually be a different playground. Maybe, or maybe it just really went through some tough times. The recession. That's also knows. true. I mean, this playground is fucking terrifying. So okay, we're gonna get to that. Okay, so um, reaches the park. And comes to a stop as the seriousness of it all kind of strikes him. That's what I gathered from this. He kind of sat down of like, he looks at the like roundabout that's next or the fucking diversions that's next on the road. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and he kind of goes, huh, this is maybe like not a great choice. He sits down on the curb kind of, I think, to reflect a minute <laughs> and figure out what to do next. Um, takes a seat on the curb. I said, as creepy things instantly start around him. Instantly. Like he sits down. And I said, in order, it's the street lamp flickers, a breeze begins, the swings start moving, the merry-go-round starts moving, the seesaw starts to flop up and down. I said, he looks across the street to see the menacing dog, and it growls and barks at him. I said, but why? But why? So, I have thoughts. Please. Um, I don't like how animatronic the dog looks. <laughs> it's, I think it's CGI. It doesn't look real to me in any way. It's just, and I don't like that it barks at him. Because why? I think Sirius even why? says, like, as a dog, I was trying to, like, observe you a little bit. Right. So... It definitely does not bark at him in the book. No. no. no, no, no he no. says, like, he just sees a pair of gleaming sure eyes. saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, like, should be the second time he's seen gleaming eyes. He saw Dobby's in the second book. Yeah. So he shouldn't be that freaked out. I don't know. But again, like the whole park starts to come to life. It's creepy. Um, he falls backwards as the night bus appears, approaches honking. 
Hey. I have a lot of feelings about the night bus. Yeah. So some of this was very cute. Um, well, I, I think the, the night bus purple, like it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, beds, cool. Perfect. Uh, chandelier, dumb. I wrote that. Oh no, I liked it. <laughs> I didn't. I, I liked was... it because it's like a weird, like trying to still be fancy while the whole bus is very shabby. Yeah, I didn't like it. Well, I, I think of like the name of it is the night bus, the K N night bus yeah. like it was once uh -huh. maybe a really good classy bus and now it's just kind of shitty but we still got that chandelier <laughs> is that what night means <laughs> oh i just I, I just think of like a relic <laughs> like we were once your knight in shining armor bus that was great and classy and now we're run by an old dude an acne-faced kid and it's shitty as fuck but we also have a chandelier <laughs> yeah i didn't like it no uh, <laughs> oh i did okay all right that's okay I didn't, we can be split that's fine but i didn't love how anything but I didn't, I didn't love why it showed up right what do you mean uh, so anytime a wizard ever has a fall with the wand in their hand and their wand arm goes up the one night bus is just gonna appear i mean i think he falls because of the night bus no he he trips backwards over his trunk oh, you're right he like backs and up his thing goes up and then um, Stan asks later in the book, he says, you did raise your wand, right? To ask for a ride. But I'm like, okay, so right. then again, anytime a wizard raises his wand arm, like, hey, maybe to perform a spell, the Nightbuster shows up? Like, that seems kind I of... I mean... There should be... Uh, I mean, I think of it as like on a curb hailing a cab. It's not like they're standing in the middle of a field and they could hail the night bus. Okay. Well, but then again, it can go anywhere, according to yes. Stan. Except for underwater. Uh, here's, true. I guess here's my thing. I feel like there should be a little bit more to it. Like, oh, I guess, you know what? Never mind. I'll take it back. There is, because he says a stranded witch or wizard puts their arm up. Right. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I'll give it that. I was going to say, I want more explanation as to, like, why the night bus would just show up. But would, it just, would it show up because you're thinking you need to get out of here? Which he was. But also, he was a stranded witch or wizard. Okay. Yeah, very, like, room of requirement-esque. There we go. Okay, I retract my shit. Um, continuing my list of dislikes. <laughs> Get into it. Let's uh, go. Shrunken head. Totally fucking confusing. There's <sighs> more on that later. We're not going to talk about it right now. We'll get there. Uh, the fact that the beds fly around the bus. Fucking stupid. <laughs> I hate it. I want to say that's accurate. Or maybe it's not. Maybe they just get sick anyway because of the driving. Yeah. Okay, what other know. things do you I have did, against like, it? There are, so there are little written notices like on the wall behind Stan. And one of them is, passengers are warned that beds will slide when bus is moving. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I saw that he had the Black Pepper Imps ad behind his head at one point. I'm like, oh, no, that's cool. Um, there's another one that says, passengers are reminded not to distract the driver at any time. Meanwhile, Stan <laughs> never stops talking to the driver. <laughs> well, I didn't see that. That's all great. Also, I think there's some great details on this. These fucking dumbass glasses on the driver. Just why? I think that's part of it. Is He's supposed to be like this elderly kind of out of it dude. Right? Yeah, I don't think we needed that. I don't like what did the, I know we're talking about this it's, next episode, but what the fuck did the shrunken heads add to this scene? I don't get it. It's all very cartoony. I hold on. Let's just let's finish through the notes I have real quick. Um. Just the whole, okay, so Stan um, reads off his little script to Harry, like, what their night bus is, 
then it asks Harry, like, what you fall over for? Which is accurate to the book. Um, Harry looks at the bushes once more. Stan rushes him inside after looking at the bushes and not seeing anything. The night bus, um, I said, is actually kind of pretty sick. Like, I did like it, but we'll get into it. Um, Stan, I said, is almost too gross for me. Did you have that feeling? Yeah, I mean, they do, like, overemphasize that he's a very pockmarked and pimply kiddo. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. And that little gadget he had on him to give Harry the receipt, I'm like, that just feels clunky. <laughs> like, who would want to carry that around their neck? It feels like steampunk. <gasps> I almost said the same thing. Like, what are we doing here? In movie three already, trying to make it gadgety. Uh, first chunk. Yeah, we're getting into it. Anyway, so he hands um, Harry the bill and tells Ern to take it away. And then Ern makes this disgusting biting sandwich sound. I did not need this cartoony thing either. Um, but the bus takes off like a shot and the chaotic journey begins. Uh, Stan questions Harry about his name and where is he, where is he headed. They mock his answer when the shrunken head says the line about make sure you eat the pea soup before it e e eats you. And I wrote, sigh. <laughs> end of scene. <laughs> like, it's the end of this yeah. chunk because that was a good place yeah. to end because, again, the shrunken head, the f fuck. We'll, okay, we're going to get into it next week, so Please, I don't want to dwell on it this week. Oh, you don't? Like... I want to, but I can't. I hate it. <laughs> I just, I hate, I hate the way it moves. I hate the way it looks. Why is it Jamaican? Uh, was that supposed to be like inclusive like oh we're including jamaican people but also they're a shrunken gross head like what are what no, what are I we know. doing i think we should i i think that we need to take time to talk about it next week because okay he's much more involved in the next chunk okay i i just don't like it <laughs> i feel i do feel like the books no, mention i hate it i feel like the books mention a shrunken head somewhere but i never think it speaks I never think no, it has in, a fucking they role. Are in, they're in Borkin and Burks. Yes. And I Borgen, believe that's Borgen. it. But yeah, no, there's no fucking shrunken head on the night bus. That's for goddamn sure. I no. just This is such a fucking stupid addition. We had such a nice thing that could have been set up here with the night bus. Like I said, like, okay, I'll, okay I'm going to side with you on the bus wasn't my favorite. It, they did a good job with it. Did they do a great job? No. I, I imagine something like kind of cool like kind of fun and, and whimsical to be on and this just felt grimy and haphazard and dumb so yeah didn't love it i don't know that i needed it to be like a magical experience but what i and i was even put off in the books when they're like oh you were so thrown around that you really couldn't sleep i'm like then what the fuck is the point of it are you telling me that you couldn't enchant the space so that it couldn't you know be, stable. be a pleasant place to sleep yeah. I don't believe that. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. It didn't it didn't quite get there. But anyway, this whole movie is going to have a lot of things to talk about. So for now, we're going to end this chunk because we we have to. We're just going to. We have to. We will talk Shrunken Head. We wanted to end here because we're like, we can't get into the Shrunken Head conversation in this chunk. Because it'll, it'll take. Yeah, it'll just keep going. We, we will be here for two hours. So <laughs> for you, I have a couple questions. I said. Hit me. What would you hang like a disgusting shrunken head and keep in your bus? God damn it. <laughs> so sorry. In this chunk, what would you have kept? I'm so sorry. Is it too late to renegotiate my contract? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're in the season three, baby. Uh, okay, in. so. In blood. 
I'm going to keep Marge inflating and her being literally the only one responding appropriate, appropriately yeah. to what's happening to her. Yeah. Because Everybody... everyone else is just kind of staring like, well, excuse me, not everyone else. Uh, Dudley has no idea what's going on. Nope. Harry and Petunia are kind of there. Yep. And Vernon wobbles between like, oh, no. And like, oh. <laughs> Should maybe know. do maybe something. Maybe the same thing. Like, uh, no, he has a very like passive approach to that whole thing happening. It's very odd. You should be right. worried. That is your family but her, member. Like squelching and screaming as she bobs up and down out of the house is perfect. Love it. What about you? What are you going to uh, save in like a shrunken head in your bus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I did actually say I like I liked the way the scene was set up when March blows up. The chaos and the music behind it and the the TV show running and the cuckoo clock. Like I did like that whole setup, but I actually did say I liked the night bus. Okay. I'm sorry. Like from the outside, aesthetically love it. Yeah. I, in my imagination, did it check all the boxes? No, it did not. But was it, they still paid attention to some things that I thought were important. Yeah, it was fine. It was good. Sorry. Um, what would you <laughs> swell up and float away? Like on March, <laughs> what'd you get rid of to float? Bye -bye. Um, rude dog owners. She got what she deserved. I'm with Harry. <laughs> I love that. And then I just wrote Stan's acne was just too much. <laughs> Poor Stan. I'm sure he'd love to get rid of that too. Yeah, but he had like it down his neck and shit too. It's like, dude, I don't know. Just a washcloth would even be. Yeah, that helpful. might help. Maybe some Stridex pads. It was the 90s. Remember those Stridex pads? Oh, God. They were in the little canister. Yeah. There's just basically alcohol to burn your goddamn skin off. Yeah. Those are yeah, great. yeah. Just dry the fuck out of your face. It's fine. <laughs> Again, why do we have such weird skin now in our thirties? <laughs> oh, I right. can't imagine why. <laughs> we had everything burning our our fucking flesh off. Yeah, in the nineties. Oh Lord. Yeah. Well, anyway, I will see your beautiful face next week. Thank you everybody for listening and embarking with us on this fucking journey. We are super excited embarking. for movie three. Is that a serious joke? Oh, a serious, serious joke. Anyway, follow us we on the Instagram, <laughs> on the TikTok, on YouTube, yep. on all the places so that you never miss an episode. Rate yeah. and review us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you all next week. Absolutely. Watch those minute markers. You'll know what to watch. You're welcome. All right. Love you all. Thank you. Love you. See you next week. Love you. See you. Bye. Bye. another question here Please. why does he have so many pictures of owls in his bedroom <laughs> <laughs> like is, i mean i guess sorry that one got like he's like trapped alone in his room with only headwigs so that's all he can draw it's like between that and masturbation he's 13 <laughs> like is he doing owl porn like, <laughs> is he drawing <laughs> Owls with titties. There is no <laughs> owl porn Ooh. in his bedroom, Ooh. but Ooh. if there are not naked ladies on the backside of those owls, I will eat my hat. <laughs> oh, okay, I need you. To... Oh fuck, I'm dead. I'm sorry. So, so like you're, we're, we keep going down this Matilda reference. Like it's just making me think of that moment in Miss Honey's classroom where all the bright shiny things are all around the classroom. And then Matilda like wiggles her nose and points her fingers and all the like drab shades close to cover up all the like cute 
colorful arts and crafts projects that right. the students have done. Yeah. yeah, this is like that, but with porn and owls. <laughs> You're welcome. I hate this theory that all owl shit is porn on the back. I guess he's 13. I guess things are happening. I guess. <laughs> he's, and... he's going through changes. Okay. Oh, no. And we are getting into it. This is season three. We're getting to the teenage angst years. My... He's about to have to go and share a bedroom with four other teenage boys. <laughs> Let him do him. For 10 months. Like, Let him do him. Give him his privacy and his owls. <laughs> you just did a quotation mark for owls. I did. And I'm dead. I and I have, Again, I have actually died. This is not died. a visual medium. <laughs> This might not make this might be a post credit because this is inappropriate. <laughs> Only people that stick oh, around yes, for the this end. This is by far the worst thing that we have talked about for sure. Welcome. If you're still listening, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Please subscribe. We might still talk about the movies and not bring up uh yeah, Maybe. Eventually you might get a podcast that doesn't have something gross in it. <laughs> Man, not likely. Anyway. Unlikely. Here we go.